0: doing gymnastics for 16 years i had a coach and then working at a big company i had a manager and i've had you know personal trainers and nutritionists i had everybody telling me what to do and now i don't have anybody telling me what to do and i feel like i still need it so owning my own business that's like the hardest part for me it's like i can work 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 but nobody's telling me hey stop take a break
1: that was my good friend hunter and this is episode 13 of into intentional Welcome to Into Intentional, the show where we chat about intentional living within the realm of wellness, self-care, sustainability, and entrepreneurship. My name is Christy and I'm a wellness YouTuber and sustainable living enthusiast, otherwise known as Sedona Christina in the internet land. And I'm your host. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm sending you heaps of love today and every day. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast. This week I have one of my good friends, Hunter, who is my, actually she's my hairstylist. Uh, She is on the show today with me. It's kind of, I feel like this is a little bit maybe of an unexpected topic or subject matter I guess to have on my show um I feel like I really want to focus the show on just traditional wellness and so talking about hair is maybe like whoa that's uh, a little different and interesting I mean maybe not because I do talk about my hair a lot on YouTube but um I first of all she's uh, Hunter's one of my really good friends and I'm very inspired by her constantly inspired by her and I want to interview entrepreneurs of all walks of life and I also think that it's really good to highlight different entrepreneurial journeys and different creative paths that you can take because within my world or at least within the YouTube world it feels like the only types of entrepreneurs that are really put up on a pedestal these days are either photographers or YouTubers. I mean maybe not the only but it just feels like that's the most common and it's just really nice to highlight other creative careers and other creative paths that people can go down and I thought that this would be a really interesting conversation to have with her about how she discovered what she wanted to do with her life, her history with gymnastics and how she was a competitive gymnast for years and kind of went through this identity crisis. She didn't expect expect that she was going to be in the hairstyling industry and so this was kind of a totally left field thing for her and we also just talk about entrepreneurialism and time management and organization in general and figuring out how to how to maintain self-care and to be productive at the same time. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation again. I know it's a little left field, but uh, yeah, it's kind of like a just me hanging out with my friend kind of combo and I thought I would share it. And as always, don't forget that if you enjoy the show, you can support it by simply sharing it or my YouTube channel with a friend, which is a nice, awesome free way to support. Or you can go head over to iTunes and leave a review if you would like. And additionally, if you would like to help financially back this podcast totally not necessary i am not choosing to put ads on this show so if you would like to support this podcast as well as my youtube channel you can head over to my patreon page and for the cost of one coffee a month you can support this show and you can also have access to all of my self-care exclusive podcasts over there and you can have access to every single episode a week early so yeah without further ado i hope you enjoy this conversation with Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) Take two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is the second time that we've recorded this podcast. Yes. Last time though, it was like a three hour I was going through the audio of it and it was something like two and a half or three hours that we chatted for. We I feel like that happens every time. Like we talk a lot. Yeah, every time we get together. We have a lot to say. Long, <laughs> tangent rants. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, why don't we just start with, like, background information for Kay. everybody about who you are, where you come from, what you do. Okay. Um, oh, God, I have to do this
0: uh, two-name thing. Oh, yeah. The Okay, so do you prefer my... going by Hunter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so my real name is Chelsea, um, but I go by Hunter for hair purposes. Mm-hmm. At my last salon there was six Chelsea's, so we all had to go by aliases and <laughs> I just chose Hunter. I don't know why. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um but no, I needed something strong to like represent myself and i needed to be taken seriously and i was like the youngest stylist on the floor so
1: yeah in school how do you remember in elementary school when there'd be multiple of people's names and it'd be like sarah a sarah g
0: (laughs) i still have that (laughs) do you yeah yeah i'm like sarah p sarah j Yeah. yeah all the things um but no like i do hair and own my own business now And I'm starting to get more into like product and social media marketing and
1: Yeah. All that. Not only do you do hair, you do my hair. So I do your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah. Which it looks
0: great by doing nothing, by the way. Oh
1: thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Well, all thanks to you. Oh thanks. Actually you can we can start by telling people what you did to my hair because I got a lot of questions on the last couple of videos I posted. Oh yeah. On Um, how you make the waves come through. I think we did like long layers. Yeah.
0: So you, when you first came to me, you didn't have any layering really, mm-hmm. or if it did, it was just like really oh, sparse. My on the first ends. cut with you,
1: I hadn't had a haircut <laughs> in like a year and a half, and it was, it was at the point of like you know, long hair is nice, but it was like, you, you are you okay? Like it was, it was like swirly <laughs> long, okay? like it, it just. I got a lot of comments from people in my life being like, you need to sort this out. And that's when you kind of know that it's bad. And I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll get to it eventually. I I I got other things going on right now. (laughs) You
0: came into my chair, too, and you were like, I can't describe
1: what I want to anybody or if I do. Like, they don't get it. And I'm like, I think...
0: I was, like, the first one that was, like, oh, my God, yes, I get it. No, yeah.
1: I remember I didn't even have to whip out any photos. I was, like, I'm thinking of, like, this shaggy kind of thing. Like, Parisian shaggy. Yeah. Yeah. Normally it's hard to go into a hairdresser and describe what you want. I've just always found that to be difficult.
0: If you find a hairdresser that is really, like, current and, like, on the trends, Mm -hmm. like, I feel like I like to know the trends before they're even a trend. Yeah. Right. And so when somebody says, like, shaggy, I'm like, oh, yes, like, that isn't really a thing yet in Seattle. But, right. like, I know it from watching other hairdressers and all that. But basically what we did on your hair was just, like, bring up the layers. We really brought up your facial framing and then we added your um, curtain bangs. And then um, razoring is just a good technique to get rid of, like, bulkiness on the ends. Yeah. And create, like, long and short pieces in curly hair so it brings out your curly hair more.
1: Right. Yeah. I also never knew until kind of recently that if you have like wavyish hair you should go to somebody who That's understands wavy yeah, yeah, wavy or curly <laughs> hair. I I never knew that. I never knew that there were salons dedicated to curly hair. Right, cuz I'm the only person with wavyish hair. I had like pretty curly hair when I was a kid. Yeah. And I'm the only one in my family, so I never knew that right <laughs> was never told to go to a I feel like curly hair specialists like I
0: don't consider myself like a curly curly specialist mm-hmm. um like that would be like really really fine like african-american hair mm-hmm. or not really fine wow well, really coarse but like really tight curls mm-hmm. um but like even your hair is considered curly and
1: I'm weird I'm like it's, it's, in the, yeah you're I'm in, in between. between it's like wavy curly yeah uh it's like sometimes like straight hair products typically were not enough for my hair mm-hmm. but the stuff that was like for super curly hair was like, better weighs it down though. but it was a little bit too much yeah yeah so it was always this like what do i do right. <laughs> in the middle and then yeah people are like your hair's not curly and i'm like i know but i don't know what it is <laughs> like, yeah it's not either one it's i'm in the middle i would say it's curly I there's I like curls crisis.
0: that there's like s curls where it's like straight up wave mm-hmm. um and that's typically more for like I would call it straight hair almost but then there's sea curls and that's the ones that kind of spiral and you have a little bit of spiral in it so your
1: hair is considered curly well I'll be damned yeah (laughs) (laughs) um okay so you started your own salon yes actually first let's start about let let's let's get to business okay but I want to talk about how you discovered what you want to do in life because I feel like you and I have very different background stories with that Mm -hmm. and like just you played around with a couple different things
0: yeah before you got to hair oh it's really funny because I just posted a video on Instagram about how I think I was at my friend's house and she showed me a video of when I was 11 doing her braids wow and I was like wow like I didn't know that I loved it that much back then like it makes sense now and I know that I always did it but like I didn't know that that like you could obviously tell that that was what I was going to do
1: and who knew yeah um I think it's crazy that when you look back at the things that you were interested in as a kid yeah how often it dictates what you're interested in later in life
0: it is so weird I was so creative and so like I don't know into psychology and into like chemistry and all that and Hmm. Like, my job is literally psychology, chemistry, and art all yeah. combined. So, but I started out, I didn't know I wanted to do hair until like my senior year of high school. So, I did fashion design and marketing, uh, junior and senior year. So, we had like, uh, college credit basically for vocational stuff. Um, so I got college credit for fashion design and like English and stuff like that while I was still in high school. And that was, not creative enough and Hmm. I just thought I was going to be drawing sketches all day of like what I want people to wear and it was like the little details that I was like oh you put this stitch on this sleeve that costs this much and so it ups the price and this and how are you going to sell it to I was like no I don't want to do that yeah (laughs) like absolutely not um so I went from that I did product projects on like interior design um job shadowed interior designers and stuff too but like same thing I don't know why I thought it would be different but um my mom was the one that was like you know you should go to beauty school and like almost work your way like have a good job to like work your way through college Mm -hmm. um like it makes decent money it's you know yeah, your hourly or whatever plus tips plus product sales you know mm-hmm. so you could like make a decent living and I was like yeah that's a really good idea I don't know why I've ever th- not you know thought about it mm-hmm. ever not thought about it it's not even
1: a not never ever, thought about I
0: it I never thought about it <laughs> <laughs> wow it's a little it's yeah. early yeah.
1: Um,
0: so yeah I went to beauty school two weeks later oh um, that's a quick
1: turnaround Did you, when she was suggesting it, you were like, yeah, that's a good idea. Or did you have to mull over the idea at all?
0: Oh, I mulled over. I was, like, super annoyed that I, like, had to think about something other than going to college with my friends. Mm. And the only thing I thought about about beauty school was, you know, Greece, beauty school dropout. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? Like, that's a cop-out. Like, I can do better than that. That is a stereotype, though. It's a stereotype. And I was expecting to, like tell people you know I'm in high school so I'm just I care about those things Mm -hmm. back then and I was so worried that I was gonna say like hey like uh, they're like oh what are you doing after school and I'm like oh I'm gonna go to cosmetology and I thought they were gonna be like oh yeah well I mean like you'll figure it out you know I thought that's what it was gonna be and all of my friends and family were like, yes, go do that. You need to do that. Like, mm-hmm. that is what you you should be doing. I was like, oh, OK. So I really just got it from them. Yeah. I was like, I guess, you know, I like it. I didn't think I would ever get paid for it because I just did it anyways. But I feel like that's more of what you should do as a career, like something yeah. that you have just always done that, like, it's not hard for you to do. hmm. Or, like, it, you know, challenges you in the ways that you want it to challenge you. And it just doesn't really seem like work after that.
1: Um. I mean, yeah, same thing with, like, me and YouTube. I've been making YouTube videos for, like, four years just for fun. Yeah. And now, like, I... I've had like a couple brand deals. Like, I'm <laughs> only a, just which is started. amazing. Yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah. I think you should pursue the things that you would be doing for free anyways. Yep. And ask yourself, what are your hobbies? Were you that friend that always wanted to do people's hairs? For, oh my like, god, hair always. Hair always. Yeah. I was so annoying. Oh, you're the friend that my I, sister I hated it. it.
0: <laughs> she hated it. And I was like, can we were watching TV at home, and I was like, can I play with your hair? And she yeah. would be like, no. Like, don't touch it. I don't want you to touch it. Like, she was that person that was like... Have the tables turned now. Yeah. Yes. 100%. <laughs> and, and she's you're like, like, can you pay do my me hair? For I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I wish. Yeah. She, like... I actually will do her hair and my mom's hair, and they'll come in at the same time. And while I'm doing one, I'm like, okay, you get a, or a sweep and do towels <laughs> and <laughs> capes and clean my spot while
1: I do your hair, because... Yeah i feel like put them to work yeah yeah i mean hey acts of service is my love language <laughs> so. is it really yeah <laughs> um what an interesting concept the love language thing is like really cool i, I think it is i also think it changes
0: depending on your place in life totally because i, think, I don't think you i could was ever going be over
1: mine recently and it was it's completely different than right mine used to be a few years ago for sure yeah um yeah, I think they're very interesting. I think in any relationship, too, like it should come up in the beginning, like yeah. whether it's a romantic relationship or like a friendship. I think communication and understanding each other is so important. I agree. And I think they're a great tool. Yeah. That's a tangent. You but- can cut, <laughs> it is a tangent. We go off of
0: those a lot. Yeah. But I. It's funny because now that I know about those, I could see like clients in my chair when they start talking. I'm like instantly, I'm like, "Ooh, mm. that's her love language, and that's her boyfriend's love language, and I don't think she knows that." So oh,
1: yeah. it's kind of cool. I, feel I like- bet you get a lot of exposure to just because you're meeting people constantly mm-hmm. and like learning about psychology of yes. humans at that point. Yeah, that's really cool.
0: I feel like I almost had to tap in a little bit deeper too because. I feel like I'm so aware of, like, my client's mental state (laughs) and just practicing it that I didn't really have anybody to, like, do that for me. Right. And so I'm so, like, hyper aware that I would talk to, like, my friends and family and stuff and they would, like, not know what I'm talking about. Mm. I would what be talking mean? about like oh like this is a problem I have and like normally if a client had that problem like I would be able to like help them and solve it and stuff like that and they just don't their minds don't work like that yeah. like they're
1: like Duh. I feel like, the same okay. way because I'm also into stuff like that yeah and I find it yeah like sometimes you bring something up around somebody and they're like oh okay they're like what how do you even think about this stuff yeah I'm like oh yeah no <laughs> Too I actually, deep. got it <laughs> yeah I totally agree on that um okay so people suggested beauty school to you yep um and you just went for it I just went for it I they acted
0: on it faster than I did so Mm -hmm. I was still in the process of thinking hey you know this is an option I'm just gonna put an application out and like call them Mm -hmm. and see I wasn't expecting to get a response back for months Mm -hmm. um and I got a response uh, I think it was like my last month of high school mm. and I started beauty school two weeks after high school.
1: And so did you go to a college? Yeah. Or were you, pl- what were you planning on studying? Fashion? Fashion design. Yeah. Um, it was fashion
0: design. I had a couple routes, so I had, uh,
1: um, oh, you did, you, you did all four years, right? For what? For fashion design or did you? No. Oh, okay.
0: So that would have, that was just two years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And that was, like, while I was in high school, too. So, um, but I had a lot of different plans. I was going to go to college um, with a scholarship for gymnastics. I did it for, like, 16 years. And then I got injured, had three surgeries. So that was kind of like, oh, I can't get a scholarship. Well, this is what I really want to do is, like, fashion design or something creative. And Mm. then finding out, like how much FITM costs and right. FIT and like all of them. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. And that's when I, that's when my mom told me about hair. Mm. Cause she was like, and I, I didn't want to rely on my parents to like pay my way through. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been like that. I was so independent and I wanted like complete freedom. So I didn't want my parents to hold it against me. Yeah. If I <laughs> didn't go in the route that I was going to, um, yeah and so school two weeks
1: expensive. later it's so expensive know. especially in the U.S.
0: honestly my cosmetology school was pretty expensive I did like one of the top ones in si- mm. in Washington um but I didn't know it was what I wanted to do until like two weeks into beauty school mm. and I had this one of my educators sat down with me and she was like oh like you know you don't just have to do like behind the chair stuff like you know just have to do hair for clients day in day out like you could do you know you could get into product lines you can teach you can do fashion shows like runway you can do editorial photo
1: shoots and I was like
0: yes
1: yeah, like, I think this is what I wanted to do mm. I feel like a lot of people have so I'm, I kind of want to dive more into the whole stereotype of like beauty yeah. school thing because I think that's not great. We have all these stereotypes built up around mm-hmm. so many different industries. And then I also think it's really important to note that there are so many different avenues. It's not yes. like there's a stereotypical idea of like, oh, well, you just work in a salon and, right. you know, but there's so many, you can work in a salon and do other things at the same yeah. time as
0: well. Yeah. So I. I you obviously have to start out, you know, just behind the chair, Mm -hmm. um, taking clients, building up a clientele. But like once you've already built your clientele, it's kind of like, okay, well, now what? Like, what do I actually want to do? And there's yeah, there is that stereotype of.
1: I mean, it's the same thing. And say you're a filmmaker before mm -hmm. you get to make, you know, the stuff that you really want to be making you have to start out or a photographer you have to start out shooting weddings and doing all the smaller things because you gotta I mean you gotta make money you gotta get experience yep so like you gotta cut some people's (laughs) hair I like
0: really I feel like the past couple years have realized like I can't post a wedding photo Mm. on social media yeah because I get so many brides like messaging me and it's I realized it's not what I want to do like, right right I absolutely don't like weddings yeah. <laughs> like I don't like wedding hair it's stressful I don't eat like it's just so much like panicky energy that mm-hmm. I does that put a lot of pressure on you too it used to until I realized like this isn't my that's not my energy right. like I can do a good job and I can do it fast and I know, like, what I'm doing. But, like, it's the worry or, like, the weight or, Mm -hmm. you know, brides wanting to, like, (laughs) throw
1: up. Yeah, I would be so nervous to – because, yeah, one, the bride has, like, a bunch of energy going on. Yes. Like, oh, my goodness, I'm getting married. What's going on? I'm an adult. And then also it's, like, you better get my hair perfect because I'm getting married. This is my day. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. I definitely, like, have it down to a science. There's, like Mm – the bride is going to eat like a couple bites of her bagel and her iced coffee is going to be like a couple sips down and then it's just going to melt away on the counter like every (laughs) single time. Like They're going to try and get her to eat, but she's not going to be interested. There's always that one bridesmaid too that like thinks she's running the show or like that all eyes are on her and like, you know, Mm. and you have to put that one to work. So you have to find her and you're like, okay, I need you to go get a cold paper or like a cold towel get it wet and put it on the back of her neck (laughs) like you know you have to like make her work for the bride a little bit
1: she's the one with the extra energy yeah she's the one
0: with extra energy so I've like learned over time to make weddings work for me a little bit um like if there's somebody else that has nothing to do it's like hey massage the bride's hand at this pressure point my dad's a massage therapist too so and it completely like numbs them out (laughs) yeah and then I can do my job but that took a while Mm -hmm. and I I think I could do other things way better yeah
1: how did you discover what style of hair that you wanted to go after
0: I have no idea I just started following a ton of hairdressers on social media and in my salons that I have worked in I've worked at three salons in Washington before I um opened my own space and I don't know like magazines and stuff too like I'm always I didn't I didn't focus on what other hairdressers were doing I focused on like what models were doing and what actresses were doing and you know the hair that has always been like timeless I was like okay why is this so iconic like Mm -hmm. why what makes Jennifer Aniston's highlights and cut and stuff like that like
1: that's so an iconic. Yeah. Haircut. Yeah.
0: And I just started like reach researching more of that. And then I think it was honestly that it just over time posting my photos, it started to get its own vibe. Mm. And then I obviously like narrowed that down with like a Pinterest board and I was like, "Ooh, this is what I like. This is what my eye attracts. Yeah. And then I looked at the board and I was like, wow, they're all the same. (laughs) (laughs) This is my vibe. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to do more of that. And then there's obviously stuff that does better on social media and which is dimension and contrast Mm. and, you know, light pieces and dark pieces together. Why do you think that is? Um, I just don't think you can see the movement in brown hair as well as... Yeah. yeah. Like you see a like Pinterest wedding board of somebody's and they all have highlights that show the braids and the curls and the updos way more than if and I have to tell people, like with uh brown hair, that if they do want this, it's going to it's not gonna photograph that way. Right. It's gonna photograph a little bit more simple, even though it could be even more textured than right. highlight hair. Right. But
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. I think there's a lot of things in life that don't photograph the same way Mm -hmm. that they just are in real life. Yep. Um, And I think it's interesting that there are certain things, too, that social media prefers. Like, not even just with hair, but, like, whatever can make it onto that trending page or the discover page, whatever it's called. Um, Whatever catches a small square, like a small version of it, catches people's eyes. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Oh, yeah. It's, and you almost have to like
0: make them wonder, like if Mm. you do videos or something like that, it's like, okay, what's going to make them think like, what is this? Yeah, You know? Yeah. Maybe something that I'm doing like in the process between the before and the after. Like it gives you a reason to expand the photo. Yeah. Yeah. I've found that if somebody does like a before and after photo, like it, you know, they're already seeing what they, they need to see. So they don't click it or you know do any of that but if you do like a video of like this crazy you know product going on this hair they're like what what is that gonna look like right and then it just gets more views
1: right interesting um okay so I also want to talk about how you started your space yeah it's a big deal and I know that a lot of people who listen to the show are interested in entrepreneurship perfect yeah (laughs) so you first started at a salon yes
0: so and I worked at a couple salons so I did a very big salon in Washington like 10 salons in the whole state um I left there and I went to more of like a boutique salon which was like very very creative um a little chaotic
1: side note but you're the second person from Washington to say the word boutique and everybody here says boutique Where I come from, everyone says boutique. It's like Wait, what did I say? I said boutique. 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 But you're the, like, that's a a thing in Seattle. Is it? Yeah, sorry. I just noticed that. Oh my gosh, funny. People here say boutique (laughs) versus where I'm from, we say boutique. I also say though instead of though. Okay.
0: That's so weird. Sure. That's like a little me thing, not even a Seattle thing. I still
1: have things mixed in from Canadian, like yes you speaking. do i've heard So it. i'm like a half and half and then all of a sudden sometimes i get this connecticut like connecticut has a very like they they don't pronounce certain certain vowels like i don't oh know i have God. i get this like C- connecticut accent mixed with like the way to pronounce canadian words and it's just i don't it's know it's your own I, yeah it's your own it's my own that's great <laughs> sorry that was that's um, off, okay off, off, off topic um where
0: were we Bo- boutique boutique you worked, at a <laughs> I worked in, at a in a, a, boutique, a salon. boutique salon um yeah and it was very like very creative I did a lot of I was like on stage doing my own updo with like no mirrors or anything mm-hmm. like blind basically okay Um,
1: What do you mean by that?
0: Things like that. So hair shows. I was on stage for hair shows and we would either be doing people's hair and curling or stuff like that or behind the scenes, like doing like wig pieces to put on them so that they could go down the runway. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the parts in that particular hair show was all the hairstylists like went up there sat down and then just like blindly started doing our own updos and that was like when the sock bun just came in and like nobody okay. knew how to do it and yeah. I like blew people's mind what did you with go? like <laughs> I think I just cut a hole in a sock <laughs> and I literally made it out of a sock yeah um but they've never seen that, like, bun done before. Hmm. And me doing it without a mirror, they were like, this I is so easy. I never mastered the sock bun. Oh, I tried. girl. Yeah. But it's so I did work. that. And then I went to another salon for, like, five years. Um, And that was my – that was the place that I needed to be. It was, mm-hmm. like, half and half. Half, like, boot camp, structured, big salon environment. And then also – boutique (laughs) (laughs) where you I felt like I could still be creative so I could learn things from them but a lot of big salons are like this is our way of doing things forget everything else you learned like we're going to teach you this and with them it wasn't like that and they were like hey we're going to teach you this add it to your tool belt you're going to be your own stylist and I loved that and so I worked my way up there so I was like the youngest senior stylist in the salon and then yeah, i get bored again mm-hmm. so i you know i think it was cuz of gymnastics like i always had this ladder to climb and i like got to the top of the ladder and i was like antsy like mm. and i was so young that i was like i still want to learn like i'm going outside of the salon taking classes coming back in and then teaching you guys what I've learned but like you guys charge more than I do like this doesn't make sense and then with social media marketing I got more into that and I started teaching the stylists how to do how to market themselves through social media Mm. and so I'm like and then I also got into products and so every little area that I was in I kind of realized like wow I'm spending so much energy teaching other people that aren't really as passionate about it if I Went off on my own and really focused on this, like for myself, I would skyrocket. Mm. And so I kind of, yeah, I just wasn't ready to give up my own training yet. I still wanted so much to learn. So I think I, it almost pushed me out mm. because I wanted to grow more. And I, that's not really something you could even like explain to like, you know, your company. Yeah. Of like, you know, I've hit my limit here. I just need to like I
1: just know I need something different. I need a bigger ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a lot why of entrepreneurs that's that's how they are. They just yeah. want to keep growing and learning and growing and learning and just keep going mm-hmm. and it eventually leads them places. You can't kind of sit there and be like, "Well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur." Right. It it just sort right. of like happens. <laughs> it just happens. You just go for it.
0: I heard somewhere that you are like 50% more likely to start your business if one of your family members has a business. And my dad Mm. owns his own massage practice Okay, and he teaches like Tai Chi and Qigong and stuff. So I always kind of watched that happen. And then I just, yeah, I think I just needed something with like endless possibilities to where I could market and brand myself the way I wanted to and Mm -hmm. not how... My salon wanted me to. Yeah. Did your dad help out at all? Like,
1: how did you... Because starting a business, especially if it's, like, a brick and mortar, like, you Mm -hmm. had to get a space, you had to do the whole thing. It wasn't just e-commerce. Did your dad help you? Like, how did you... No. I I am telling you, I was,
0: like, the most independent person Mm -hmm. ever. Like, I... Good for
1: you. That's awesome.
0: I think they wanted to help, and... It, my dad even said like, don't do it. Like you have everything here. Like it's easy. Like, yeah. you know, and I was like, how dare you? Like, you don't think I can do it mm-hmm. back then? Like I now realized that I was like, Oh, he was definitely trying to help me. Cause starting a business is way harder than anything I've ever done in my life. Yeah, But once I did start, so I got my business license I started looking for spots. I put down a deposit on a place and then it was like, oh crap, this is real. Yeah. Like, holy crap. And that's when I was like, okay, I need to look at licenses and all this other stuff, you know um, for the state, for the city, for, you know, product licenses and all of that. So that's, he helped me a little bit with too. that.
1: I've registered businesses before and it's like yeah. the government websites don't make it easy. No, It's like, it's I, horrible. I like it's 2019. It's easier to navigate signing up for like some random account on like Facebook or something. You know what I mean? Like yep. any sort of social media website. It's so user friendly. Mm-hmm. Why aren't government websites, I know they're known for that but why aren't government websites like user-friendly I have no idea guide people because they're gonna make wrong turns because it's legal work you know like I just don't understand and then on on top of that it's like why don't they teach you in school how to pay taxes oh yeah I don't know there are just certain things that like you need to do but that like a class on life yeah like for the average human who just you know They make it more difficult. Yeah.
0: Like, what I really need to know is how, well, okay, it's not, like, how to write a check anymore, really, but... But, I mean, when you first start, (laughs) you're like, what do I do? Yeah.
1: And sometimes people don't have parents who are willing to help them or teach them, you know?
0: Yeah. I I had parents that wanted to, to teach me, but I think I needed something that wasn't... That my parents didn't help me with. Yeah. And... I wanted to be completely independent. And mm-hmm. like, you know, I wanted to find my own people that I, like could help me. And to be honest, at the time, I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't really trust my dad on making the right decisions for my business. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, he would, he enough. would talk and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dad, like I know you've had your business for like 20 something years, but you don't know what you're doing. Right, <laughs> like, right. You still have like a paper schedule and you like pencil in clients. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have a website or anything. Like I couldn't listen to him cause he was my dad. Right. And now I see like, wow, you
1: actually know what you're talking about. Right, <laughs> but it took me a while to get there. There's definitely two. I mean, you got to mix it in the like modern bit, yes, for sure. Because yes, <laughs> he doesn't know yeah. the modern bit, right? It can be difficult. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah.
0: So I kind of just forced my way into it. Just happened, honestly. Yeah. Like I was like kind of unhappy at my old salon. I needed something more. I put an application in for like a little studio they had a wait list I didn't expect to even get it but it was all it was always like well I'll just do it like that doesn't mean I'm gonna actually be there mm-hmm. and then I got a year later I got a call hey I you know I have this space open again like do you want it and I was like oh well it doesn't hurt to look
1: mm-hmm. and then it was
0: like oh well like if I it was put a, a year later in, it was a year later oh okay and I was like and that was more of okay, like, I'm fine where I'm at right now, but like, Mm -hmm. would I be okay? Can I do this for another month? Yeah, sure. Can I do it for three months? Yeah, sure. Can I do it for six months? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Get me out. And it like became like my fear of staying was far greater than like my fear of leaving. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when you know, like that it's time to leave. Because at first I was too scared. A
1: lot of people are scared to like do something new and step outside of their comfort zone, which is honestly yes. it's terrifying yeah but i heard recently or, or um who is it tim Ferriss always says like make a list of like what are the worst outcomes right and like the chances of that it doesn't that, work out that the yeah the chances that any of those happen most of them like your big fears right. are probably not that the chances aren't that high yeah and it's like realistically there's always like okay if this is the worst outcome there's always going to be a way out of it mm-hmm. and so if you're more scared of like these things that have a low likelihood of happening Look at all the positives and like, yes. okay, what are the, what are the chances? What are the bigger things that could come from this? And I, aren't those more worth it? Oh, they're totally worth it. I,
0: I understand where people are coming from when they don't take risks. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like, if, if that's what you want and that's your dream and your goal, it is so much harder to go for it and know that you failed. Cause then what? Like, yeah. But like yeah. you make a new dream. Yeah, and I think people forget that like they can make new
1: dreams, <laughs> like so, and they forget that you know that you're gonna as you grow, especially like you know who you are now is not who you were ten years ago. Oh my god! No. So look at like who you are now. Ten years from now, there's gonna be something else that you're passionate about, mm-hmm. and the things that you're passionate about now, you probably will still be passionate about them, but they'll change and they'll shape shift yep. into something else, and um, yeah, life just kind of keeps going and there are so many things not everybody has like one singular passion in life yes you can be passionate about multiple things you don't have to be put into any one box or category right. I was recently
0: told because like even me like I I get in ruts where I like work too much and I don't mm-hmm. have like other outlets and stuff and yeah um one of I have a hairstylist group that we just like talk about anything like if we're stressed or if there's a formulation or if there's a class you know we mm. all kind of and it's just hairstylists like around the nation and I was talking to them about like how much I'm overworking but I love what I do so I don't notice I'm overworking myself right and it is a very hard problem I that can relate I, to that yeah like I love what I do mm. it's disgusting how much I love what I do like I could just do it forever and you know be completely happy yeah. and somebody was like you know you need something that makes you money you need something that keeps you healthy and you need something that keeps you happy and like you almost do need three passions Mm -hmm. like you need you know, hair is, like, my money thing. Thank God it was also my happy thing for a while, too. Mm-hmm. But I recently discovered, like, painting again. So I'm mm. like, oh, yeah, I used to paint all the time. Like, this makes me happy. And then working out obviously makes me healthy. So I think you need a balance, but yeah. I don't know what that word means, so don't even try Yeah, and- <laughs> uh,
1: I don't I, I don't think there's any definition no. for balance. No. And I think it, it looks different for everyone. The only thing I think about balance is that when you're in it, and you feel it you know that it's balanced but you can't put your word on what it is yes like I you agree can't, you can't define it but you're like yeah yeah this is it yep like and you genuinely feel it in your bones and then when you don't feel balanced you're like this is not this I don't is know not why it. yeah this is not it <laughs> yeah it's like a it's like a headspace or not even a headspace it's just like a state of being
0: yep and I think it's just yeah like you said it's mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. it's like um you're not tr- like striving for something, you're just yeah. already there. You're content. Yeah, I feel like people put a weird, I don't know, energy on the word content because mm. it's not like complacent, it's like right.
1: you're, you're just you're it, to me, content that word makes me think of like it's like when you feel like you're floating, yes, which I don't even yes. know how to describe, but it's like you feel I like agree. you're floating. I agree. I was
0: actually <laughs> trying to describe this to somebody because, like they're like you know it was one of these people that were just trying so hard to like go for stuff and it Mm -hmm. was like you know you have like really high highs but that also creates like really low lows like and I feel like trying to just like be that like level plain like content Mm -hmm. like that's the goal yeah because you don't have these highs and lows and stuff like that you're just like
1: chilling totally I'm also, I know that recently you had to decide that you wouldn't work certain days or you'd change your hours to establish better balance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's dive into that because that's a hard one for people. I think I'm still learning that. Mm -hmm. I think I personally, I work all day, every day. And recently I decided like, you know, I met some friends and I was like, it could be really nice to have a social life. And so I'm trying to take Saturdays off and like, do things or go out on a Friday night. Right. Which is like, something oh, I haven't wait, normal done. normal
0: people go yeah. do things. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: me. I, the last two years up until about six months ago, the two years prior to that, I just worked all day every day. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making money because right. what I do I'm passionate about, yep. but I was working on building something. Actually, for a part of it, I was, I was making money when I owned my business, but when I decided to take on YouTube full time, um, I was working all day every day and last summer, That's what I did. And I never got outside. I didn't actually enjoy the summer. And I kind of looked at myself and I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. Right. I need to have other pieces of life. I get that. Even though I love what I'm doing. And like, I do wake up in the morning and I'm like, I do want to edit my website. I do want to make videos. I do want to do all this stuff. But then you look back at it and you're like, what did I do last year other than work? Oh my
0: gosh. Yes.
1: I actually, I don't
0: have that as much, um, with work because, you know, I'm, going, 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 and mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. I'm not just in my little box. Yeah. Um,
1: I love that your job can be social as well. Yeah. So, because, like, for me, it's like I'm sitting on my laptop mm-hmm. or I'm filming a video with myself
0: with yep. my camera. <laughs> oh, if anything, like, I have to drive home in complete silence sometimes because mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, too much
1: socializing. Okay, wow. I need to
0: recharge. Yeah. Like, And I think I've, this year, and a little bit of last year, I was, I'm trying harder to focus on what i need Mm -hmm. too so going back to the my schedule it was i didn't realize that i was on like a um oh my god what did my friend say you're living in a permanent sunday mode so i had i worked wednesday thursday friday sunday so my days off were saturday monday tuesday So on Saturday, I had it off, but I worked Sunday. And then Monday, I had it off, but that's my business work day, like work on the business. And then I have Tuesday off, but I'm preparing for the next week. And it was Mm. never like a consistent like boom, 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 days off in a row to feel recharged. And so that's why I'm doing it. So I'm not really getting rid of hours i'm just like not working sundays anymore and i'm moving it to saturdays so i will have sunday monday tuesday off and that's three days off in a row but really i'm like you know i'll probably switch my business day to tuesday Mm -hmm. so i still have a weekend and then it just kind of
1: that's such a good point i think recharging is so important yeah and i think that's where i've been struggling too because i do try to work on sundays but sometimes it's like I just don't have the energy to and I feel guilty about it. But it's Mm -hmm. like if I just block it off that, you know, you have a day, a full day and a half at least off. Yes. And I know that in my mind then I won't feel guilty about it. And then also my work once I pick it up again. Right. Will be better. And then I feel like you
0: can because you've rested, you're like, oh, no, I can I can go on and answer emails and I can do this like on the last you know, my Sunday or something like that right? to prepare and stuff. So,
1: yeah, I think it's I think good. it's nice to compartmentalize it a little bit, yes. too, because then it's not feeling like everything is just super fluid. So that way you have like, OK, this is my break. Yep. This is my not yes. break. And it feels I don't know why that is. I
0: I, I know for me doing gymnastics for 16 years, mm. I had a coach. And then working at a big company, I had a manager and I've had, you know, personal trainers and nutritionists. I had everybody telling me what to do and now I don't have Mm -hmm. anybody telling me what to do. And I feel like I still need it. So owning my own business, that's like the hardest part for me. It's like I can work, 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 but nobody's telling me, hey, stop, take a break. Hey, you know yeah look at your taxes (laughs) do this do that (laughs) I'm
1: like (laughs) oh the taxes I have just started doing them last week and I'm like (laughs) freaking out a little bit (laughs) yeah not really I mean it's not so bad but um no yeah I agree and sometimes it's like as an entrepreneur it's obviously nice to be going after what I want but it would be really nice to have somebody to like bounce ideas off of or like ask for an opinion of okay is what I'm doing right now is this project a good idea or a bad idea or like should I do this task before that task right because you're governed to do every you're like you have to do everything yourself yep as an entrepreneur I I started getting a I work a,
0: on a productivity planner for that mm-hmm. now that I've started to do and it does the um okay like name all these things that you need to do that are super important like medium importancy and then like you know really just stuff that like you don't need to focus on right but I used to get all the fun stuff done (laughs) and then the medium stuff and then the hard stuff and then somebody told me to do oh get all the hard stuff done so then you can like reward yourself with the medium stuff or the you know stuff that doesn't matter yeah but what I started to do is every day I did one of each so it was like I got something like really important done and then I also you know medium thing that I got done I don't know grocery shop or something yeah and then so then I get to reward myself at the end of the day so every single day I'm doing important things and also like balancing taking care of myself
1: right I do I have seen the productivity planner before I like that they they also emphasize because I've been victim of I'll make a to-do list of Mm -hmm. like 20 things or like that's 15 mean. things and it's like and you overwhelm in my yourself mind, yeah you overwhelm <laughs> like, you yourself and in this. your mind you're like I can do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can do it today's the day yeah we're gonna, today's the day we're gonna be super productive it's gonna feel great yeah and then at the end of the day you're like wow I've done I've done two of these and then you and feel I now bad. have 15 other ones to add to the list and yep. it's like that's not no that's not sustainable <laughs> no. that's not gonna work um I started bullet journaling recently so I have I made eight squares per day. Mm-hmm. Most days I don't fill all of them out, but I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, four work tasks, and then four like personal little things, like that I just like to cross off, like I clean love your that. room or yep. grocery shop, like the little things that like I, I'm gonna do anyways because like I need them to survive. But like it just feels good to cross them off. Yeah. Well, and um, sometimes like
0: I'm not good at grocery shopping. Sometimes mm, like yeah, I, I will.
1: I go through phases. Yeah, with
0: it. I go through, and like when I grocery shop, it's like a big trip and I will meal prep my little butt off and Mm. I'll have food that lasts forever and ever and ever. And then I'm like,
1: okay. I'm just going to order lunch. I'm going to Uber eat. You get in this pattern of being like, Mm, you know I'll be fine I've got like some rice in the pantry and yes. then you don't eat nutrients for like right. five no. days and you're like yeah but I've been fine yeah really? I've, been, <laughs> I've fine. been fine and you're like twitching yeah, like, yeah <laughs> I've been fine
0: coffee's a meal
1: Yeah, happens. it happens um when I was in college I was really good at doing groceries like I really? had this like every Friday night uh, I went and did groceries like no matter what and my roommates were like you need to chill with this like I was adamant about it I was like I'm not going out on Friday nights because it's my grocery night Mm -hmm. (laughs) my friends are like you're weird I was kind of like me too but I do miss that routine because I was really good at it I was responsible at one point in life I feel like there it it
0: comes back to that balance thing too of like my when I hear the word routine like I almost cringe a little bit Mm -hmm. because I have 10 hours a day of clients that I am like okay this person has like a, a color and cut like it takes fifteen minutes for a consultation, fifteen minutes for me to apply, thirty minutes for it to process. I'll check her out then, and yeah. then you know, wash and blah 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 blah. Every little minute is mapped out, right? And so See, that off, would freak me out. Oh my god! So when I get off work, I'm like, I don't want to do anything, yeah. Or I want to be spontaneous. Yeah. That's why I like you know, texted you the other day. I'm like, hey, let's go to happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't do the. And I feel like all my friends are very okay. Let's meet next Wednesday at this time mm-hmm. and. I'm like I don't want to do that. That stresses me out because it's another thing on my calendar.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying to be that person that's like a happy medium of yeah. like I will be spontaneous, like call me whenever you need or like whenever you're bored and you're like, "Hey, what are you doing right now?" Like I want to be that person that's like, "Yeah, sure, I can come." Yep. Um and then I also like to plan things. Yeah. I'm like I do in between. With, plan plan I also, things
0: and then like you have stuff to go in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm also
1: ter- like I say yes to everything. That is something that I need to work on is I say oh, yes yeah. to everything and I need to say no to things but I don't know.
0: Say what no. What I <laughs> have, I'm just now getting to that too and it was like, because I think when people see you doing good in your field, mm-hmm. you attract more of, you know, more people yeah. in your field so yeah. I I get people all the time like hey let's meet for coffee or like hey like let's talk and then eventually it was like well I I feel like I'm giving you guys all this stuff to offer but like nobody's really filling my bucket right and then I'm drained you know and then all of my my whole schedule is hair 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 and then coffee dates with hairstylist dinners with hairstylists, like all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and so I've learned. I'm learning to like pay attention and be like, okay, wait, do I want to do this? Like, will this like bring me joy? Like, and yeah. that's something that I think a lot of people. It have is a hard because
1: you only have so many hours in a day mm-hmm. realistically, and it's like I would love to meet with everybody. Yeah. Who, who, like, yeah, oh. that's the
0: thing. You want to, yeah. but it's like I would be so drained. Yeah. And I've started to notice that because I'm the one that if somebody's like, hey, let's go to a coffee and I'm like, okay, I can do Tuesday at this time, uh, Thursday after work around this time or like Saturday. And I give them options for them to fill in Mm -hmm. instead of just being like, yeah, like let's meet for coffee sometime. And then eventually they like it weeds people out naturally. Yeah. And then I realized like wow, I was just like overworking because i'm so like you know yeah. schedule oriented yeah, you do
1: only want to meet with the people who are going really to really want your advice yes. as well because it's like why am i going to spend all of my time giving you advice and then you're not gonna you know i i could be doing other things right but like, i want to see you succeed so yes. i also want to help you but yeah you know no i totally get it yeah it's life man i know oh. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: Think that me and you are both really good at is the law of attraction. Mm. Like we are. Okay, I'm working on that. Big. I, I
1: didn't believe it. Believe really it for a long time. Oh, but I love you know it. what? It's funny that you bring that up because this morning, mm-hmm. I've been well, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and how like there are certain things that recently, like or just in my life that did it. Like the law of attraction was totally a thing, and yep. I can't even explain how yes. it even ha- worked. And this morning. It was one of those mornings where everything that I thought of, like just certain things where everything that could go wrong, like watch me get stuck in traffic. And then I got stuck in traffic and it's like, yes, it's just one of those days. I feel like I had, I have the exact opposite
0: happen sometimes where it's like, my mom or like my sister will be stressed and they are putting the energy out and they're like in traffic they're like oh we're not gonna make it and i'm like well not with that attitude oh totally and like my parents used to say that all the time but like i don't think they actually knew what it meant like yeah. if you believe that you are gonna be stuck in traffic like you're gonna be stuck in traffic like and she every single time i'm in the car with her she's like okay visualize a parking